This is a Target USA special report. Crisis in Ukraine. I'm J.J. Green. Russian President Vladimir Putin has recognized the breakaway regions of Donetsk and Luhansk in Ukraine, claiming that they are ancient Russian lands. This is a new sign that a war in Ukraine is closer than ever because sources in Russia say the military will put forth its forces to protect these regions. I spoke with Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, Oksana Markarova, about the worsening situation. This interview took place on February 16th, 2022. Ambassador, the first thing I'd like to start with is to ask you to give us your assessment on what took place uh, in eastern Ukraine today, because we heard that there was some shelling at a kindergarten or preschool today. What what happened there? Thank you. Well, if I may, I would like to put a context to what happened actually today, and then we'll tell you more in detail what happened today. But what happened today is very related to the fact that eight years ago, in 2014, Russia attacked Ukraine. Attacked Ukraine, uh, illegally occupied Crimea, our peninsula, illegally occupied some parts of Donetsk and Lugansk Oblast, which are now the uncontrolled by Ukraine, controlled by Russia territories. Last April, Russia started escalating again. And since April, Russia started gathering the equipment and military personnel to our eastern border, to Belarus on the north of Ukraine, and to Crimea again, our Ukrainian Crimea, which is now militarized by Russia. So that escalation that Russia started in April, uh, the world noticed it, everyone, the United States put special attention to it, and administration uh, actively engaged uh, all the transatlantic partners in order to uh, motivate or force Russia to de-escalate. And, you know, this game was it was a game by Russia to play escalate to de-escalate or it's a preparation for another attack to Ukraine. Nobody knows but Mr. Putin. But we Ukrainians know that the intent to attack Ukraine has been always there and it's there. The capabilities now that they are gathered more than 150,000 in all of these locations, including the Black Sea Fleet, is uh, uh, great and the capabilities are sufficient. So that's why we are working together with the United States, uh, but also with all of other partners and allies to actually stop Russia from doing it and demotivate it. Mm-hmm. And since the response from the overall community has been so strong, and since everyone communicated to Russia that if they make this mistake and cross the line, that the costs for Russia are going to be huge with economic sanctions and everything else, uh, we believe that Russia without dropping, unfortunately, because we don't see signs of de-escalation, dropping the intent to, to, to attack us, also is trying this uh, fabrication of pretext or false flag, so false flag operations. And what we saw today, uh, you know, everyone uh, speak about the kindergarten, but it was not only one kindergarten. It was the kindergarten, it was school, and in total there were 42 civilian objects today that were shelled from this uncontrolled territory, from the territory that is controlled by Russia. So um, uh, we see it as a provocation by Russia, essentially trying to target civilian infrastructure, trying to cause our military to respond in order to show, which is totally not true, that it's Ukraine that is doing some offensive in order to return the uncontrolled territories. 
again, this is not true. We do not plan any offensives. We're telling everyone very publicly that Ukraine believes in diplomatic solution here and that we seek diplomatic solutions. But this is very worrisome uh, situation right now as we see that Russia started it today and it's not ended. So as we speak, we see more of these events uh, on the eastern border along these uncontrolled territories. Yes, you're exactly right. We do see Ukraine's efforts at diplomacy here at work, and they have been at work for a good while now. And so it's very clear that there's something, some other calculus going on in Russia's heads, Mr. Putin's head and his military's head. What does your latest information tell you about Russia's possible attack plans? Obviously, today could very well be the beginning or maybe the cyber attacks of the last couple of days. But what is your information or intelligence that you can share, say, about what Russia's planning? Well, you know, nobody except for Mr. Putin knows what Russia is planning. But what we can say uh, that everything that we have observed during the past eight years, uh, this false flag operations, military provocations, cyber attacks, disinformation attacks, trying to do disinformation attacks outside of Ukraine, but also trying to undermine the, the Ukrainian government's activities inside the country. So all of that during the past eight years, we saw sometimes one, sometimes another, sometimes it would be a couple of incidents during a, a week, sometimes once a month. But now it seems like they're escalating. So we saw a cyber attack a couple of days ago. We see this shelling today. Uh, we see aggressive rhetoric from Russian Federation. You probably all saw how they leaked uh, their so-called response to the United States on, uh, on this. We see recent, we also saw uh, articles like by Mr. Surkov, uh, again, multiplying what was said by Mr. Putin in the article last year, essentially stating that Ukraine is uh, not in their mind, uh, not a real country and should be returned under their sphere of interest. So, I mean, nothing new for us there, but what we are trying to tell to everyone that everything that we have been doing together, especially with the United States, building our defense capabilities, helping our country to develop, uh, we just have to do it more and we have to do it together and we would now need all the eyes, as we say, on the ground so that it's not only us who are telling about this truth, but that we will have a third party or third parties validation. And we have nothing to be afraid there because we know that we are not attacking, we are not provoking our army in this very difficult situation. And our army is very motivated, it's very capable, and they are prepared to defend the country. But under this very difficult circumstances, they're very calm, very reserved, and they're not responding to any provocations. Ambassador, you mentioned um, Russia's uh, leaking its uh, intentions, or at least its, its response, its written response. And in it, I'd like to mention, they said they will be forced to respond with military technical measures if the U.S. does not respond to their security demands. What does that mean to you? How does that translate? Well, we've seen this response over the past eight years. You know, to, in 2014, Ukrainians uh, did not agree with the leadership then, Ukrainian leadership that decided to sell our country to Russia and uh, um, do not proceed 
with, uh, with, with our European and Euro-Atlantic dreams. And uh, people of Ukraine decided otherwise. You know, we, we uh, love the freedom. We're ready to fight for it. We democratically elected one president, and now we democratically elected in 2019 the second president. And because we have made this civilizational choice to be free, to be independent, to be European, to be who we are and just be uh, at home in our own home, just be Ukrainians. That's the reason why Russia attacked us. And during this time, all this military and technical uh, measures have been applied to us already. I mean, we had cyber attacks as early as 2015. Everything that you have uh, unfortunately uh, encountered here in the United States, they, they tried it on us first. You yeah. know, you, you name it, you know, trying to manipulate us during all of the elections, trying to uh, do the disinformation campaigns, financing the whole TV channels, which fortunately now uh, we stopped, you know, the, those TV channels that had nothing to do with, uh, with the freedom of press, but it was a Russian-backed, uh, prepared and financed propaganda. So all of that, including the military provocations. So unfortunately, it seems like a threat. Again, we would not comment on a document which was just leaked to the press and to the press, and uh, it's hard to know whether you know it's 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 the uh, it's it's the document. It's it's exactly what they send or not. Mm-hmm. But it would not be surprising. We've seen what's happened today with the schools in Eastern Europe, in Eastern Ukraine. We've seen what Russia's response has been to its demands, and the U.S., of course, and the West have said no. We've also seen Russia's not moving its troops away, but it's saying that it is. And we've also seen uh, Maria Zakharova uh, trying to ridicule this whole situation. So when you look at this whole situation right now, and you look at all of the support that Ukraine has from the West and from right there in your own neighborhood from other, from other countries, NATO countries, what is Ukraine's message to Ukrainians, to Russian, every, everyday Russians, and to folks the rest of the world, around the rest of the world? Well, the, the message is actually the same for Ukrainians and for the rest of the world, for all the democratic countries. I mean, Ukrainians are a very peaceful country. We are uh, the, the country of bread growers and startuppers. Uh, we, the, only, the only thing that we want to be is to live in our own country, speak our own language, uh, put our kids into schools and those schools not to be bombed. So we are very peaceful. We never attacked anyone and we do not plan to attack anyone. At the same time, this time in our history, and it's not the first time that Russia attacked us, we will resist. So we don't want to kill anyone. And we, we again, we don't want to have war. No normal country wants to have war. But uh, we will not give up. And if Russia attacks us, we will defend our country. So to, the, to, to all of our friends and allies, what we need now is all the support we can get in strengthening and building our defense capabilities. So we are very thankful, especially to the United States uh, and President Biden for the presidential drawdowns, which now on a daily basis, we have flights coming into Kyiv with defensive weapons. We pray to God that we will not use it, but we really need them to be fully prepared and to be to be strong because peace through strength is something that Americans believe in and it's something that Ukrainians believe in. And actually, we're very much alike. You know, we are the two nations that love peace 
and we are ready to defend it. And the message to Russians, you know, um, it's very difficult to say something because we don't see any demonstrations in Russia against the war. We don't see people and their uh, at least cultural elites or, or some uh, university professors at least saying something publicly that in the 21st century, it's horrendous that a neighboring country can actually, with the use of force, try to push its neighbors into something. But I can clearly say that, uh, you know, as much as we don't want to be at war, we are ready to defend our country. And I hope that all Russians understand it. I know you have to go, so this is my last question. What is your direct message to Mr. Putin? I don't have direct messages to Mr. Putin, to be honest, because, you know, I just hope that he will hear the message from all of the uh, NATO and non-NATO countries, which are trying now to demotivate him from what will be a huge mistake uh, and to demotivate him from attacking Ukraine. Because again, we will defend our country uh, and uh, it's going to be, it's going to be um, a big tragedy. Of course, you know, it, We don't want this to be a big tragedy for our country, but it's going to be difficult for Russia too. So hopefully uh, he will hear the message loud and clear, and hopefully he will not make that decision to attack Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And finally, is there anything you want to add that I haven't asked you about that you think is important? I think we have covered pretty much everything. I just wanted to use this opportunity to thank American people. Uh, all the ordinary Americans for all the support that we are getting, because of course, it's um, uh, you know it's it's the administration and Congress, uh, President Biden, that we work on a daily basis. But we know that it's the support of ordinary Americans, of our American friends who share our values, who understand that this uh, situation that we have now, it's actually uh, not about territories or it's not about even Ukraine. It's about values and principles. And we are at the forefront forefront of democracy right now. And we're very happy that uh, American people are standing together with us in this fight. Indeed, we are. Madam Ambassador, thank you so much for your time. And um, we hope that everything is better, gets better someday soon. Thank you very much. I hope we can talk again soon about how we are going to be to develop our relations in some areas of economic, financial, cultural. I'll tell you more about Ukraine House or some other positive things. That day will come, madam. Promise you. Thank you again. This is a Target USA special report. Crisis in Ukraine. Coming up in our next episode, Russia's already attacked Ukraine with hybrid warfare, We take a deep look inside their disinformation campaign. One of the things that I think is important to keep in mind is Russia has had essentially an active disinformation campaign going in Ukraine for the better part of a decade. Brett Schaefer is head of the information manipulation team at the Alliance for Securing Democracy. So you've seen these efforts to portray the Ukrainians as the aggressors, also to portray the United States and NATO as the aggressors, essentially saying that it is NATO and the U.S. that is pushing Russia towards war, not vice versa. 
One of the things that we've seen that is a little bit new in the last two months, though, has been this claim that Ukraine, with the assistance of the United States and NATO, may be plotting what's called a, what's referred to as a false flag operation. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa, jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com slash email. I'm J.J. Green.